Hey, this is Gary. This is Mike. And Daniel. We're not professionals. We're just three addicts sharing our experiences, strength, and hope regarding recovery. Having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to other addicts and to practice these principles in our lives. Hello and welcome to another episode of the 12th Step Podcast. My name is Gary. And this is Mike. And this is Daniel. Gary, the ever-enunciating one. Did you like how I did that? I did. The 12th the Step 12th Podcast. Step. Not to be confused with the 11th step or the 10th step. That's it's right. the 12th Is step. there a 13? I don't know. Okay. All right. So speaking of steps, we are going to talk about step six. I'm going to read that. Do it. We're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Obviously, the reference of defects having to do with the work that we had done in step four. Right. In fact, this is this is um, one of my favorite stories. I'm going to misquote this. There is a there was a a pastor friend of the AA program. I can't remember his name, but he's very famous within AA for saying, "This is the step that separates the men from the boys." This is this is the step where the um, kind of the rubber meets the road. Sure. You know, uh, we're looking at um, some pretty pretty big pieces with this one. Yes, and, and I, I think I'm, as I've sort of had a chance to spend some time with step six myself, I, I see exactly where he's coming from. This, in my mind, this step is a tremendous, it's it's an exercise of faith to some extent, and, uh, and, and faith in a power that, that has the ability to remove defects of character. Right. We're working on... Now, keep in mind, the 12-step program is a program that builds very much on itself. Yes. So you've got to do really, really good work on each step because the next step is going to build on it and very much depends on what you've already done. Absolutely. So here at step six, okay, let me flip my page here real quick. Here at step six, you know, we're entirely ready to have God remove all of these defects of character. Now, we're making some presuppositions here. Sure. Okay. First of all, we're assuming that we know what our defects of character are. Yeah. Okay. Which means we had to do some really good work in step, in step four. four. Yeah. yeah. Had to do some really, really good work in step four. Yeah. Not only that, we've had to acknowledge that these are defects of character. And that's Absolutely. really, really good work in step five. Yeah. Right. <laughs> okay. We've, um, in step three, we made the decision to turn our will and lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Now, as we understood him, at very, very least, it's something bigger than we are, something powerful, something who has the ability to do it, to keep this promise, to restore us to sanity. Absolutely. You know, in fact, that's step two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. All right. So with these presuppositions, we're going into step six. Okay, we've admitted that we're powerless. We've come to the understanding that God has the power to restore us, that we can find redemption there. Yes. Step three is we've made the decision to turn our lives and our will over to him. Step four, we've now done the moral inventory to find out what needs fixing and what is right. So what we need to get rid of, what we need to keep, what we need to work on. Step five, we've now made ourselves accountable Yes. To yeah. God, to ourselves, to another person. We've admitted that these are defects of character. Now, those are all very, very important steps. 
Now here's here's the big here is where it really begins to get real in your life. Okay, and that's not downplaying any of the work that's come before, but this is the point where you now have to be willing to give them up. Mm-hmm. And that might sound easy, but that is a very, very difficult step. Right. Keep in mind that in my own case, by the time I had hit my rock bottom and decided that I needed to do something more dramatic in the other direction, sure, I was 40... 41 years old and so I'd been actively living in in sexual addiction for 25 30 years yeah somebody do some math yeah Hmm. 30 yeah yeah 25 30 years okay my acting out became a very very powerful coping mechanism absolutely you know I I'd grown to depend on it literally you know that's what addiction is I I, Mm -hmm. I didn't know how else to deal with a lot of things Right. You know, anytime something stressed me or became overwhelming or overpowering, this is what I would turn to. And the problem with whatever your drug of choice is, is that it keeps its promise. It's going to make you feel good. It's going to numb you. It's going to do something. And then it's going to be the worst. And then it'll be the worst afterward. Yeah. No, you get to pick your actions. The world gets to pick your consequences. Yes. But because it kept its promise, you, you began to rely on it. Okay. So. Now you have to become willing to let that go. And I see so many people going through recovery who get to this point. They've done some really good work. They've really identified a lot of stuff. And they they say that they want to do that, but they hang they hang on to it. I always tell people to let go. You've got to let go with both hands. Right. You've right. got to be willing to let that go. And and I remember very clearly coming out of um it was in the parking lot. And I was coming out, I don't, I don't remember if it was an individual session or a group session. I'm inclined to think it was a group session. But I remember coming out of there thinking, I don't know how I'm going to go the rest of my life and never have this be a part of it. Mm-hmm. You know? Sure. I, I had a hard time conceiving what that looked like. In fact, I'd, I'd never lived my life without, without it, it, so I couldn't. Right. You know? How am I going to do this? And this is a this is a great example for why we need provisional beliefs and things like that. But I remember I remember having the very distinct impression that the option is still there. Nobody's taking it away from me. Mm-hmm. Those things are still there. I just am choosing something different. And that was enough. That was a, that was enough to get me to go forward. Okay. I want to let this go. I'm willing to let this go. There's got to be something right. better. Right. Anyway, I think I've run out of steam. <laughs> no, that's <all> right. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think exactly so. Where I was going, but but it's it's a big enough it's a big enough process that it de- the, the program dedicates an entire step to becoming willing to do that. Right. Yeah, I think there's a couple pieces of this that stand out to me. First, Let's hear it. first and foremost is is this uh, you know as you started this conversation off with this is that's going to separate the men from the boys. This is going to be the first time that's going to test, truly, truly test our relationship to this higher power. Mm-hmm. So we've identified it in steps two and three, but but we need to understand our relationship completely because this has to, we're talking about a relationship in such a way that we trust this being, this God, this power, this whatever it is, to have the ability to remove something from us. Mm-hmm. That's a... That's a big deal. That's a that's something that we've never done before. We've kept this in ourselves, 
and we've never ever explored the possibility of here now take this from me uh-huh. um, and and that's a that's a big deal you're not only did you mention the fact that we're scared to do that because we've never done that but more importantly we're relying on something outside of ourselves to take this from us yeah uh-huh. that's a big deal that's a big step well yeah, I mean we're having to relinquish our will I mean we've been our will has been like, oh, we can do the. I can do this on my own. Right. I, can, you know, I, I, I don't need anyone else's help. I can do this. It's, right. it's just I can stop whenever I want. And now we're like, no, I can't. Yeah. yeah. Now I have to give it up to you because I just I can't do this. If, if there was a way I could have done it myself, I would have. Yeah, I would have. Yeah, I would have figured it out. And it's it's really hard. Some, you know, I a lot of us have struggled with asking for help, and that's kind of what this is. Is like, okay, here it is. Here's everything on this plate. I'm now asking for help. Right. Identify some of the defects of character that we're talking about. I, I'm, I'm thinking in my own circumstance. In a lot of cases, it's a defect of thought. Uh, I remember famously sharing with my counselor very early on in my recovery, uh, my first, second, or third meeting with him, uh, making the argument that I needed sex like I needed bread and water. Mm-hmm. Defect of character. That's, a, that's one of those thoughts that he had to straighten me out on to simply say, Mike, that is not true. Uh, you may in your own life believe that as strongly as you possibly can that this is something that you absolutely can't live without. But the reality of it is is that there are all kinds of people that are successful every single day uh, who who are living a sexless life, if you will, and doing just fine and do, at that. Uh, that's one of those defects that I just uh, I, I, that he brought to my attention and I've come to realize, okay, look, I can I can live my life a um, lot differently. Right. Um, so some of the other thoughts. Well, I'm hoping that I'm hoping that at this point you've done a really, really good searching and fearless moral inventory. Yes. But I think even then we have, as addicts, we have a, a we kind of want to convolute the defects of character with our acting out behavior and yes. kind of limit it to that. And that's sure. not true. Uh, you know, it's 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 everything. You know, the faulty thinking. Yes. Am I? Am I? rude to you know am i mean to this person or, right you know w- whatever it is any anything that is a, uh, as we've identified as a defective character we need to be willing we need to be willing to change to give those. that up to change that i'm recognizing all kinds of defects in my life uh some of them center around work work starts when i get there and ends when i get home um, and that is simply not true uh the reality of it is is that work starts at a specified time even though being self-employed, it starts mm-hmm. at a specified time and it ends at a specified time. And that specified time is important, inter- particularly in relation to my wife and to mm-hmm. my family, who are expecting me to be there to specif- at a specific time and to be part of the family and enjoy yeah. family activities. Oftentimes I just don't think about those particular things and just continue on working. So there's so many things that have come out of this step four work that I recognize as defects of my own that I need to be able to say, look, these are defects and I need to give these things up. I'm, I'm ready to make these changes. How do I go about making that change? Well, and so, the good thing about doing step four is you're also doing, you're listing the positive things so you can clearly see what are the negative things so that yes. you have those defects available to, yeah. to talk about. You need to do this work. So that I, I keep coming back to that willing piece. Yes. Because it's one thing to say, oh, I don't want to do it anymore. And it's another thing to really deep down in your heart of hearts be willing to let that go. Yes. You know, that's the key is be willing, you know, 
okay, recognize this about me. Am I willing to let that go? Right. Because that's a, that's a deep-seated thing. This is something we've hung on to for a very long time. Unrooting that or getting that out, rooting that out of our chest, if you will, is not going to be an easy thing. Well, I, I just looked up the definition for willing. It, it says ready, eager, or prepared to do something. Wow. So, I mean, if you take that into content, you know, you have to be ready, eager, and prepared to, to do, to give this up to God. I wanted to, uh, to read something from SAA. This, this, is, our, uh, this is our book uh, from SAA, specifically on Step 6. And I, I had read this on Sunday in preparation for this podcast, and it really struck me at that point in time. But uh, it says, in working this step, we found it helpful to refer to this list of character defects we made in our Step 4 inventory, and perhaps expanded with the help of our sponsors we took, uh, when we worked uh, Step 5. Our list includes all of self-defeating attitudes and behaviors and patterns that have, that have uh, been revealed to us. Examples of unhealthy attitudes may include resentment. How often have we experienced resentment? That's a big part of, uh, of my issues. Oh, yeah. Grandiosity, um, self-pity, perfectionism, clearly a defective yes. character uh, that puts us in a place that makes us completely vulnerable for acting out behaviors. Perfectionism, blaming others. I don't know if that happened in your world at all, but I certainly... Uh, oh, yeah. I'm pretty convinced... I was, uh, I was great at that one. I <laughs> I think I famously announced to, to the entire world that it was my wife's fault that I was having this problem. So yeah, yeah blaming others is very much a, a defective character. Feeling like a victim, victim stance, mm-hmm. uh, and entitlement. Our list of behaviors might include habitual actions such as raging, uh, isolating from others, lying, manipulating, or avoiding conflict. All of those fantastic defects of character that I think if we were to be honest about our valuation about things that are happening in our world, those are uh, those are powerful. Those are incredibly powerful. Those are the kinds of defects that getting rid of that 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 really help the recovery move forward. Yes. Hey, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know, I was just looking up something. There's a there's a, a story in scripture that I really, really like and when i was doing this work in fact every time i talk about this it kind of this story keeps coming back to me and it's about you know that there's a there is a a king who was quite mired down in sin and and he uh he essentially says i would give away all my sins to know thee right you know when talking talking about god in fact he says you know if, if you know you make yourself known to me god i will give away all of my sins to know thee and i i think you know the 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 12 steps the 12 steps are a it's a spiritual it's a spiritual solution it is you know and it's easy to get hung up on the part where you're afraid to let things go because you don't know what things will, what life will be like without it. All right. Agreed. Now you can be scared by that or that can be very, very encouraging. You know, I found myself saying even, you know, less than a year into my recovery, I can't believe how good my life is. I couldn't conceive it this good. Right. You know, and that was a, that was absolutely an honest statement. I, I, I didn't have the ability to conceive that my life could be as good as it is. And that's still true today. I, 
I absolutely love the life that I'm living and I'm so grateful for it. But at the time when I was struggling with the, I can't see my life without this, I couldn't, I couldn't conceive that it could be what it is now. Right. Now, you know, we're going to, I, I really can't wait till we start talking about step seven. That's gonna, <laughs> that's going to be some good stuff. But to go forward, you absolutely have to believe that God can and will redeem you. Yes. All right. That that. Um, and that that comment right there is exactly the point being made at the very beginning of this this minister who was a friend to the AA program saying this separates them, separates the men from the boys it's the recognition that it's the recognition of a, of a force a power a person and something in your life that has the ability to redeem you right to make a change and that you now have to make yourself, put yourself in a position where you are willing to surrender that, to give yes. over to that. And you don't know where that's going to take you. Exactly. That can be frightening, but where it's going to take you is so good. So much better than you've ever experienced. So much better than you can possibly conceive now. Yes. There's a comment in this book that mm -hmm. I, uh, this is again coming back to this SAA book or a green book that, uh, that's uh, a publication of the SAA program. Again, something that I'd highlighted that I that really touched me as I was reading it. It says that uh, it's it also it is also helpful to ask our higher power to reveal our character defects to us when we pray or meditate on this step. New insights about ourselves and our shortcomings will often come to us. I think so much of my own experience in growing up was take this from me remove this from me I can't deal with this I I just don't want to do it anymore and yet interestingly enough the question that's coming up here the thing he's asking is just to say let's instead of asking me to just simply remove that from you why don't you ask a different question what are these defects that are causing me to act this way right and that's a conversation that's a little easier to have Mike if you'll spend a second with yourself in thoughtfulness and in prayer and meditation what you'll find is is that these defects like grandiosity or perfectionism or blaming others or all these defects that I'm experiencing really are the source of so many of my problems. And those are the kinds of things that I can show you, that I can help you with, and that I can help remove mm -hmm. by demonstrating to you that those things exist in your life. That's an entirely different question than when I went you know, seeking removal of these particular things years and years and years ago. Yeah. No, so I'm, that's a great comment from the I'm book. reminded of another defective character. Your defective character might be a faulty belief that you're beyond redemption. That's exactly yeah. right. You know, I'm reminded reminded of that wonderful wonderful passage in the scriptures where where the man comes to the savior wanting his help with his son and he says, you know, Lord, I believe, help, help thou my unbelief. unbelief sure. Yeah. You know. Yeah, that's a, another powerful, a powerful yeah. moment. I, again, this, these, this step in my mind is, is a defining moment, is a defining step mm -hmm. in terms of, okay, we've done some great work up to this point in time, but now 
it's me relying very heavily on this relationship that I've had a difficult time up to this point in time in my right. life identifying and relating to and so consequently now I'm, I'm relying very heavily on that other half of that relationship to help me with this and that's scary stuff yeah in fact we get we get back to that point where I've seen so many people sabotage themselves because it's because even though their addiction is terrible and destroying their lives it's familiar yes and, and they're okay with it because it's, it's comfortable it's better than the, the it's better than the unknown even though yeah. it's not. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I, okay, you know, my sponsor on our way to our first 12-step meeting, he, he asked me if I was ready, and I said, I hope so. And he, he, he looked at me and says, Gary, if you're going to be successful, you got to be comfortable. you got to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. Bingo. That's it. You know. That's it right there. I hear so many people who start down this path, that the minute they hear the word steps, the thing that they have reservation about more than anything, more than anything, even doing the work, even the step six, seven, and eight, where you've actually, or eight, where you've actually got to go, you know, make amends and do all these different things, even more than that, that scares people more than anything, is this concept of a relationship with a higher power. Mm. That tends to scare more people away because to this point in their time, at this point in their life, it hasn't worked. And they don't understand why, but there's a there's a fear there, the fear of a relationship there that scares them literally to death. That's my that's my own experience in yeah. watching others. This is either faith promoting or faith demoting, however it goes mm -hmm. for you in terms of your relationship, in terms of in terms of, uh, in terms of your experience with recovery. Well, I'm 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 just kind of thinking through this. You know, we're trying to relate God to like other human beings that we're used to dealing with and you know they're just as fallible as we are and they they fall through but you know uh god is in that way but yep. it's not easy for us to understand that because you know we're basing that off of our relationships our experience and stuff like that and so you know like for the longest time you know trusting and having faith in god was really hard for me because god was this you know thunder lightning bolts strike you down type individual that you know you see in you know the ten commandments and all these other videos <laughs> um and so that's that's you know that that's how i saw that and it's like okay well i've screwed up so i guess i'll just kind of duck under the radar and i'm not going to get smote um <laughs> but as i've worked through this it's that's changed you know it's god is a loving person you know there's all these plans in motion and for us to succeed. It's not, you know, he's not going to throw out thunderbolts and lightning. I mean, how many times, just using the Moses reference, how many times did Moses go down to Ramses and say, just let my people go. We're cool. We're, we're good here. And he kept saying, no, 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 no. And that's when God had to up the ante. But even then he was still willing to leave him alone. I can still see Charlton Heston. Oh, yeah. Let my people go. Yes. But, I mean, th that that's how God is. He, he's loving and caring. He doesn't want to hurt us. He doesn't right. want to, to, to have us in pain. Um, but sometimes, you know, when we don't listen the first time, he's got to up the ante and make it a little bit more harsh. Well, yeah, you, you certainly... Uh, yeah, this is... Maybe we're getting a little off topic, but I have found that you... That forgiveness, I think, comes very quickly. Yeah. Okay. I think forgiveness comes very quickly. Absolutely. I think 
think the consequences of your mistakes when are still yours. Sure. And yes. That's messy and takes some time. That's right. But forgiveness comes quite quickly. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm thinking how powerful this willingness piece is. And I remember, I remember listening to a, a podcast, another podcast by somebody who was, who was, uh, was kind of a improve your life kind of a thing. And his idea was, he says, there's a whole list of things that you know you should be doing, mm-hmm. you know, but you might not be ready to do right. those. Start with something that you're ready to do. In other words, yeah. start doing the things that you're willing to do. And if you're not ready to start there, at least stop doing the things that you're willing to stop, you know, yeah. you know. So, but I, 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 it still stuck with me that you have to have that willing piece. You have to be, I'm ready to do this. I'm willing. I'm eager. Yeah. It's time. Well, yeah, I mean, for me, once I that I was able to ch- change that mindset, which I had to be willing to do, then things started becoming a lot easier. I'm going to share again from the book. That's uh, good the, because I'm starting to think about the Lion King. So, <laughs> <laughs> this is a fantastic uh, again, just another fantastic piece. Our problems did not begin with our sex addiction, nor do they end when we get into recovery. Right. Step six builds on the recognition that our malady has roots that run deeper than just our acting out behavior. It requires the willingness to change fundamentally to be free of the failings that continue to create serious problems in our lives. Just exactly what you're talking about. It's the recognition of the fact that, look, first of all, didn't start with our acting out behavior, and it's certainly not going to end with our recovery. What we're dealing with here is fundamental flaws that are much deeper than surface-related kinds of things. And until we're ready to deal with those things at a just an absolute fundamental level, then we may not find success. We may not find recovery in this particular process. Mm-hmm. So that was a, a just a deep, deep thought, deep comment something, from the author of the book. Something else that's just come to me that I want to throw out there. You know, this is, this is a process. Yes. Okay? Start with what you're willing mm-hmm. to do. You know, if you have certain, we all have like a whole list of defects of character. Some you might not be ready to. Some you might not even be aware that you have. Absolutely. You might have to get to a healthier place before you can even recognize yes. it, that that's yes. something that needs to be dealt with. But start with the things that you're willing to do. You know, start there. And, and I promise that if you'll do those diligently, the willingness to start working on the other stuff will come. It will. And probably... Faster than you suspect. Probably faster than you suspect. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. I think the the key to it is is that uh, uh, start somewhere. Start somewhere. And and move slowly. You know, move it as slow. But but the minute you pick up some steam, what you'll find is some success with something you're willing to do. Find some success with that, which will put you in a place to deal with something that right at this particular moment you may not be willing to do. Yeah. But by simply starting... It'll gain steam and momentum, and you'll find some you'll you'll find some uh, some some success in all of that. Well, I mean, it's kind of the, the rock analogy we used in the last episode with you know our addiction, and once that ball gets rolling down, it's really hard to stop. But if we use it with recovery, it just keeps picking up speed, and it it's does. it's hard to stop. It does. I love I love Mike's recovery. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> he loves Every, my- <laughs> I do. I I love your recovery story. In fact, it's kind of funny. 
kind of funny. And I share this all the time. I love throwing him under the bus, but I always know what the next step is because bus it's the driver, one thing. Bus driver, it's, drive it's that It's always big bus. what he says he's unwilling to do. And I thought, <laughs> oh, that's the next one to come. I will never do a podcast. <laughs> well, we'll see. We just one of the many, many examples. But, oh, yes. Wow. Well, we're out of time. Thankfully. <laughs> Dang it. Mike's saved by the buzzer. I'll, I'll get him in the next one. Uh, this right. is yours. It is yeah. mine. I'm just, just over here. Basking and throwing just, me under the bus. Just amused. All right, guys. Do your step six work. And remember, as we're going out of this, you... I'm going to. I'm, I've done some truly, truly terrible things in my life, but the biggest mistake I ever made was believing that I was beyond redemption, that I wasn't worth saving, and that simply isn't true. And the tr- that is also true of you. Absolutely. You know, it's true for each one of us. Yeah. So, with that, I'm going to say. Do the next right thing. And if you're not there, then work on being willing to do the next right thing. Very good. This is Mike saying do the work necessary to find the peace that recovery can bring. And this is Daniel saying find the humility in your recovery. Thank you for listening to the podcast. We would love to hear from you. If you have any questions, thoughts, or concerns, or have any suggestions for future episodes, please contact us at 12th Step Podcast at gmail.com that is one two th step podcast at gmail.com as a fellowship of recovering addicts sex addicts anonymous offers a message of hope to anyone who suffers from sex addiction check out saa-recovery.org